You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Amen. Let's go to the book of Acts. I'll get into our word, chapter number 20. Acts chapter 20, let's look at verses number 17 through verse number 24. And we'll be seated. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus, and he called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know that from the first day that I came to Asia, after what manner I have been with you uh, at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mine and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the, li- by, the li- by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit." Unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things which shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesses to in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I dear unto myself, or my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. I want to use just for a simple thought this morning or to this evening to expound upon this thought of being bound in the Spirit. Being bound in the Spirit. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask, God, that you would help us to rightly divide your word of truth. And God, again, I thank you for your presence that is here. God, it's in that presence, that anointing that we need to teach and to preach your word. God, to expound upon this wonderful word of life that you have given us, oh God. And I pray, Lord, that you would help it to go forth. And I know that it will not return void, for it cannot. And we'll give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, the life of a believer, let me swap gears here just for a second, is a life that should be given over completely to the will of God. And again, I, I, just bear with me for a few moments. I, I won't be here long. I, just, I want to encourage you with this simple thought uh, tonight. But, but you and I as a believer, we are to desire the will of God in everything that we do. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. I mean, we are bought with the price. If you're a believer tonight, you have been redeemed by the blood of Christ that was shed upon Calvary. You've been bought with a price, and therefore we are not our own. We are to uh, serve the Lord to the fullest. And we are, and here it goes again, I, I say it all the time, we are to keep the main thing the main thing, Brother Lane. Yeah. Keep the main thing the main thing at all times. And, and Paul, uh, Paul would even say this, and I want him to bring up Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 12. I want you to look at this. He says, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that, for which I also 
also am I apprehended of Jesus Christ. In other words, here's what he was saying. He, Paul, is life is one that is revolved around doing nothing but the will of the Lord. And he's doing everything he can to make sure that he's keeping the main thing the main thing. Paul says he's referring back to the road to Damascus. When the Lord stopped him, he says, You know what? On that day, I was arrested. I was apprehended. But the reason that I was apprehended, I have not yet grasped a hold to the end of it yet. I'm not there yet. I've not attained. I've not arrived. But he goes on. He will say, I didn't give it to him, but he said, I'm going to keep on until I, and I'm going to press toward the mark of the prize. In other words, Paul says, I must continue to do what God has called me to do, and I must be continuing to make sure that I am in the center of His will at all times. You and I, we're servants of God. We're bond slaves to Jesus Christ. We have a new master. We, the moment that we said yes to Jesus and, and, the, the, we, uh, and the power of the sin nature was broken all because we were baptized into the person of Christ, we now have been given the divine nature. We have a new master. And along with that new master, we have a new power source. Now, all of this is all brought on because we have said yes to Jesus. We have a new master. Bring up Romans chapter 6, verse number 17. And because of this, he said, But God be think that you were servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine that was delivered from to you. So in other words, here's what he says. We've got a new master. We've got a new power source. And because of that, because we have a new master, our life is not our own. We have been given marching orders. And those that doctrine that was delivered to you was is for you to do and to desire the will of God in your life in everything that you do. Now, we are given over to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, I said all that to say this. We are bound. We are tied. We are joined to the spirit. We are bound to the Holy Spirit. We are to be led by Him. We are to listen to His voice so that His will for our life is carried out. And what I want us to see uh, tonight is that the will of God for us uh, in our lives, it, it, consists of, it consists of ministry. It consists of, uh, you know, God has a, uh, he has a job that, that lines up with His will for your life. He has, uh, he has, if you're single and you're looking for a spouse, guess what? He's got one picked out for you that is His will for you. Yeah. He has, uh, you know, and uh, He has a family. He puts families together. He puts people together. That is His will for, for your life. And, you, you know, it's not always uh, limited uh, to things that we like to talk about. It's, uh, God's will for our life does not just include, uh, you know, ministry or jobs or spouse or whatever, but God's will also, we don't want to talk about this, but God's will for your life also consists and also includes your trials, your tribulations. Oh yeah, it does. It, it consists of uh, the persecution that you and I have to endure because we have 
we have named the name of Christ upon our, upon our life. And, and you know, in all of this, uh, these are elements that God uses. He uses these things to change us. Yeah, He changes, he, He's testing your faith. If you say that you love me, if you say you're a follower of me, well, let's just see how much you like it, how much you want. Because He's going to test your faith. He's going to send a trial. He's going to send a tribulation your way to test and to see. And then another thing that that test and that trial will do, well, it's always, I mean, it will always expose a little bit of yourself that you don't like to see, you don't like to talk about. That's what the trial, that's what it does. And you know what? God means that to be for our benefit. Benefit. Because the moment, the, the more that we expose and we empty out of ourself and we put a little bit more of Him on the inside, well, that's a good thing. You see, the journey of faith, if you will, it's, it's not easy. Because there's times that we just want to quit. Amen to that. Because, Brother Matt, we get tired of fighting. We get tired of fighting. We get, when it seems like everyone is against us or we're all alone, the trial gets hard. It gets hard. But I've come to remind you tonight, Faith Worship Center, that don't forget the fact that we're bound by the Spirit. We've been joined because we have said yes to Jesus. We've been joined with the Spirit. We're bound to the Spirit. And the Spirit desires to carry out the will of God in our life. Whether that comes out in a trial or whether that comes out in a blessing. He aims to carry out the will of God for our life. The Holy Spirit, again, he, as He desires to do this, this, this trial... Uh, it, I mean, rest assured, it is always for our good if God allows it. Now, not everything that we go through, God allows us to go through. We put our own self through things. Amen? Amen. Yeah, we're guilty of putting our own self through things. We do that. Because we're human, we make mistakes. We make wrong moves and wrong choices, and boom, we're in a mess. But there's times that God allows, look at the book of Job, He allows things to come our way so that we can be drawn closer and closer to the Lord. And all of, us, all of this is for our good. And again, you know what? I, 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 and, and I, we've already commented on it already tonight, but I've got to say this. Brother West did an outstanding job Wednesday night. And I sat back there and I'm thinking... And I don't say it boastfully, I promise you I don't, but I remember the hours, I mean the hours that I would spend at their house, at their farm. I'd spend hours talking to Brother Wes. I'd spend hours talking to Sister Jennifer. As they, and I would watch this family as they would come on to the message of the cross and how they would, they, the, the revelation was going into their home. And, I, and I'd watch it as they would grow and I sit back there, and he's teaching me. That's a blessing. Amen. That, that's a blessing. I, I enjoy that. 
I enjoy that. I sit back there and, and soaking up, and I, and I enjoy seeing it. But one thing that he said that is so true that we always overlook, I mean, when we see a, when we see a believer that God has allowed them to go through a trial of faith. It's not always, if it's something that God has allowed to come their way to change them, for them to draw closer to the Lord, our prayer should be that God's will would continue to be done. To pray them out of that trial may not be God's will at the time. If God has that designed and ordained to do something good for them, then we want that to be carried out the way God wants it to be carried out. We want that to be carried out according to God's will. It's very important that we, that we understand that. But we are, as Paul would even say, we're, we're prisoners of Jesus Christ. We're, 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 we're bound to, to Him and we're bound to the Spirit. Look at Paul. The Holy Spirit told him in our scripture right here that he was going to go to Jerusalem. The Jews were waiting on him there. They were waiting on Paul there. He was to be arrested. And eventually it would lead to the fact that they would take his life. They were going to take his life. And those around Paul were telling him not to go. Don't go, Paul. You don't need to go. But Paul knew that he had heard the voice of the Lord. You see, when you hear and you know the voice of the Lord, you don't need a confirmation from anybody else. You don't need to, sometimes you don't even, don't even need to listen to anybody else. We don't want nothing else to hinder that or whatever. But, but Paul knew that he had heard from the voice of the Lord, even though those around him said, Paul, you don't need to go. They're waiting on you. They're going to take your life. If you, they're going to arrest you. You don't need to go to Jerusalem, Paul. It's not a benefit to you. And the Holy Spirit had even give a warning. I want them to put, pull up Acts 21. The Holy Spirit had even give a warning. He said, And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. Verse number 11. And when he was coming to us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle and shall deliver him to the hands of the Gentiles. You see, the Holy Spirit was even given warnings. He was, he was given warnings. Now, why? I've wondered about this. Why, why the warning? Why was the warning given? Paul knew the will of God. That was not the question here. Paul didn't need this right here to, to confirm or not confirm God's will for what he was supposed to do. He already knew. He was going to Jerusalem. He had to go to Jerusalem. But the Holy Spirit sent this man here, walked up to Paul. He took his girdle off of him, tied his hands up, and he said, So shall the Jews do to the man that owns this girdle. What was Paul? Now, why would he give a, why would he give a warning? Maybe it was for, and this is something we all need to know. Maybe it was to really expose the trial that Paul was about to go through, the trial of faith, the trial that he was about to face. Maybe it was to expose it to those around him so that they would uphold him in prayer. 
You see, the body of Christ needs to take a lesson to this. Brother Greg, I may not know what you're going through during the week. Brother, I'm going to pray for you. You don't know what I'm going to go through during the week. I need you praying for me. Mikey, I don't know what you go through. Brother Eric, I don't know what you go through. But I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. You know, you know, you can see people. You know people. People come up for prayer. Hey, I got this need. I got this need. Hey, they got trial. We all got trials. We go through this life. If you're going through this life, you're going to face a trial. And though we may not understand it, and though we may not, may, may not uh, ex- know the, the extent of how bad that trial is, our job as a body is to continue to pray and to lift one another up. Yes. We'll need, well, that is, that is the, the, the job of the church, the job to do. I mean, we are to pray, and, and we have um, pray that, that we will continue, that each and every one will continue to grow and to see each other's growth. Now, Paul says in verse number 24, he says, but none of these things, they, they didn't move me. They didn't move me. Paul put himself entirely in the hands of the Lord. Paul was only concerned about the will of God. He was not concerned about his safety. He was not concerned about his convenience. He wasn't concerned about his welfare. No, he was giving himself totally and completely to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he was bound by the Spirit. He was bound to the Spirit. He had had done said yes to Jesus. His life was totally surrounded by doing the will of God. So whatever that entailed, Paul says, I'm bound to do it. I've already been apprehended to do that. I don't want nothing else but to do the will of God. So none of these things, even though I know I'm going to be killed, and even though I've got those around me that are trying to talk me out of going, saying it's not wise, it's not smart, you don't need to go, he says none of these things move me because the only thing I know is my faith is anchored in Christ and Him crucified because God said I'm to go. I'm in the center of His will, and it don't matter what goes on around me amen we're bound to the spirit Paul had given his whole life he had given his whole life to the Lord whether his life was long whether his life was short his life was long I I, I seen the other day on the news that uh, a, a, a small clip of Queen Elizabeth, when she first took office back 70-something years ago, and she promised the people that I will, I will I'm, I, and I can't say it word for word, she promised the people that she would serve them to the best of her ability as long as she lived, whether that life was long or whether that life was short. Paul says, doesn't matter. I'm here until God says I can go. I'm here until God says that I can go. But my goodness, how many of us are truly interested in whatsoever on any on nothing else but what the Lord desires? How many of us are truly interested in that? Paul had, again, he'd given his whole life to that. He knew the land of the Lord was upon him either in life or either in death. The hand of the Lord was upon him. He wouldn't uh, not he he would not necessarily un, unnecessarily put his life in danger. But if called upon to do so, he knew that the Lord was with him. 
Now, Paul knowing that he was in the center of God's will, again, he kept the main thing the main thing. He was determined to finish his course with joy. He was devoting his whole life to preach the message of grace and faith. He had trials. His life was full of trials. He was persecuted, left for dead, shipwrecked, beat. And then he was beat some more. And then he was beat some more. But as long as Paul knew that he was in the center of God's will, he counted it all joy. He counted it all joy. Some even questioned his apostleship. They questioned it as saying that you're really not an apostle for you, or you wouldn't be going through the stuff that you're going through. But no, that's not right. He was going through the things because of his faith, and uh, he, 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 was, he knew that he was in God's will, and no matter what, he was not going to allow anything or any circumstance to move his faith from that. So I say to you tonight, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's going on around you. Don't let circumstances move your faith. You're bound to the Spirit. And if you're right in the center of God's will, you're right exactly where God wants you to be. You're right exactly where God wants you to be. Fight the fight. Fight the fight of faith. Yes, mountains are going are, are to come up against you. But my goodness, if I'm in the center of God's will, who are you, great mountain? You should not bow low. Who are you? Because nothing is going to stand against me if God is for me. If God is for me, my goodness. What about you, believer? What are you facing? What are you facing? I mean, my goodness, does our, does our marriage look over? Does the bank account, does it look doomed? What about a wayward child? about things in the heart that flare up once in a while? What about it? That God uses for trials to bring out things in us that He wants to change in us. All of these, again, they're allowed by God. If we're right in the center of His will, every trial that we come, every trial that we face, God allows so that He can continue to change us. And the reason that we're going through this is because we are bound by the Spirit. We are tied, we are connected to the Spirit. But don't let your situations move your faith from Christ and the cross. That's where your anchor should be. That's where you'll find your victory. That's where you're going to find the peace. That's where you're going to find the rest. That's where you're going to find the the strength to go from one day to the next and then from one hour to the next hour or whatever the case may be. We are bound to the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you stand again across the building? I, I want to pray for our pray for our church. Pray for our families tonight. We know that yes, we go through these trials of being bound in the Spirit. I want to bring it what I just brought out just a few minutes ago. Because as a body, we are brothers and sisters in the Lord. You take a look around, and you have no idea what your neighbor is going through. 
But I think that in our prayer tonight, but I think we ought to make a commitment again to one another that we're going to pray one for another. We're going to hold one another up in prayer. We're going to lift up the, the body of Christ and, and to, to help them, to, to help each and, other, other, each and every one of us to, to go through our trials because we know that, hey, you just need a little help sometime. You, you, just, you know, there's times I, I've felt the prayers of, of my church uh, holding me up. I have. Sometimes that's the only thing that has held me up and that people probably didn't even know it at the time. Let's just pray for our church. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for this body. I thank you, God, for everyone, Lord, that, that make up this body that you have put together for such a time as this. I thank you, God, for every man and every woman, every boy and every girl, God, every family. I ask you, God, to continue to strengthen everyone, Lord, under the sound of my voice and even those that probably are watching live. I ask you, God, to continue, Lord, to bring this body together, Lord. Let, uh, again, as I say, and I mean it, God, let love be the ties that, that bind us together. And I pray that, God, that each and every one of us, Lord, would have a desire to continue to hold one another up in prayer. God, I don't know what my neighbor, I don't know what my brother, what my sister may go through. But, God, as we are all in this walk together, God, as we all desire to stay right in the center of your will, God, we know that though the trials and though the tribulations and the persecutions may come our way, and God, though it may hit our families, though it may hit different areas of our life, God, this we know, that God, if our faith will hold true, God, if the anchor will hold, the anchor which is in the cross, God, nothing's going to move us. And I pray, God, that you would help us, Lord, to, to, to lift one another up in prayer, God, that nobody's faith will fail, but that everybody would be strengthened, everybody would be encouraged, God, that everybody would continue to find the strength to fight just one more day. And I thank you, God, for this body. Help us, Lord, to be a church that you call us to be, Lord. Help us to reach out to this community. God, I thank you for the platform that you've blessed us with, God, to use to spread the gospel to those around us. God, help us, God, to continue to do just that. If you were blessed by this message, you can find us on Facebook at Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Our contact for prayer or donations is by mail, Faith Worship Center, P.O. Box 296, Porsche, Arkansas, 72457. Through Messenger or PayPal, you can find that link on Facebook also. Thank you and God bless you and your family.